0: Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I'm Madeline. And I'm Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've
1: applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to stand out.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I'm Ruby and I'm joined by Maddie. Maddie, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. I'm coming off the back of a bit of a flu. Mm. So if I sound nasally, that's why this is a <laughs> <the thing>. <laughs> Now, today's episode, before we jump in, actually, yes. going to pause for a moment. Yes. Because last week we spoke about Metaver- Verified, mm. and both of us did tried a bit it? of an experiment. We yeah. tried it. And we wanted to bring back our results or our yeah, feedback, feedback, recommendations, um, because we did have a few people slide into the DMs and tell us that they were going to give it a go too. Mm. So let's kind of give a bit of a recap. So both of us said we were going to try it. We did it on the same night. We did it on, on the same life. night.
1: <laughs> and Maddie, let's start with you, with your experience there. Um, well, firstly, obviously the sign came up here do you want to become meta verified popped it in i think both of us were like oh my god we got the notification yeah <laughs> um automatically declined um Damn it. and i knew i was going to be why that was coming up for me i was had no idea but obviously i don't have madeline Ragnar in my mm-hmm. name um, I am an agency that has multiple people, even though my picture is just me. So obviously by not having my name, I was declined. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of your journey. <laughs> and the end, I was refunded my $25. It's <laughs> nice that they gave it back. Um, so my experience
0: on the other hand, mine my name was just Ruby in my yep. name description. I did decide to change it to my full name. I did notice that. Um, just to get verified, not so yeah. that everyone knows my full name because no one knows how to say it. So. Yes. <laughs> but I suppose now that the name description is, is it 60 characters now? Mm, I want to say long that longer. it's 60, maybe even more. You can actually have your full name and your enough keywords. keywords in there. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. So I changed my full name. Um, sent through my driver's license it wasn't that hard the process is quite easy mm. um and within I would like it was overnight so by the morning I had a notification saying that it had been approved yeah had my nice little fancy blue tick um how do you feel well I, you feel feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> I felt fine I was like oh that's kind of nice but I actually had quite a few people message me being like oh my god Share me your ways. How did you get the blue tip? I was like, you need to listen to our podcast. <laughs> so it was almost like people didn't realize that you can actually pay for, pay for it now. Yeah. So I suppose like the status is nice. It's a bit of is it say clout? It's kind of clout. Mm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, you kind of do feel like you've got another level of professionalism or whatever yep. that might be. That is nice. But I must say I haven't noticed Anything else so far? Yeah. Now I haven't needed it to contact Instagram support, which was the number one reason why I wanted it. Mm -hmm. Almost like insurance. Yeah. I feel like you know my whole business is run through social media and my email list, but you know the majority is on social media. So if you're a business owner and you have public liability insurance or you've got other insurances to cover you, for me, my business is on Instagram, so it's my insurance to cover me against you know identity theft if my account gets hacked. Yeah. So in that way, I'm still going to keep it for some time. Yep. Yeah. But I haven't noticed any extra stickers, which they promised me on the stories. I Not going. the stickers. That know, was the biggest I was like thing I've like, wanted. How am I going to look different? Which stickers <laughs> can I use? Haven't noticed any new stickers. They did remove the extra reach. So obviously haven't noticed any extra reach. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's mm. about it so far. So it's actually being... just paying for a blue tick right now. Yeah, right now, but it is—it's kind of insurance. You pay for insurance, yeah. and you don't see anything until something bad happens to you, yeah. like your house burns down or you mm. know your handbag mm. gets stolen. Mm. Mm. True, very true. So yeah, I'll keep everyone updated. I still think,
1: it, as a business owner, I think the insurance part is still valuable. Yeah, we had someone just slide into our DMs just before, and she mm. said, "Listen to the podcast. I'm going to sign up for it." And then by the time I responded, she had the blue tick, and she oh. was like. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, and look, it is a
0: monthly subscription, so you can just do it. And if you're like, you know what, I just don't see the point of it, yeah. you can remove it. So it's yeah. not a
1: big deal. It's really not a big deal. No. Let's see how it
0: goes in another six months. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> so moving on to today's episode, and I am actually really excited to jump into the topic. We are going to be talking about social proof. Mm. So social proof is the idea that consumers will adapt their behaviors behaviors according to what other people are doing. Like, it makes sense. if like you see yeah. a line of customers standing outside a restaurant, you're like, oh, I think I want to go there. Mm. Or you see, like, a celebrity having a cup of coffee at this coffee shop or someone that you know, someone that has an influence, you're kind of like, oh, I want to try that coffee shop. So yeah. we do follow what other people are doing. And I do have some stats to kind of back this up in terms of why or our buying behaviors, I suppose. 88% of consumers trust user reviews as much as personal recommendations. Believe that. Like, I 100% believe it, but how crazy is that? <laughs> so like, crazy. Like, really we have that start. Yeah. People are no longer just listening to their friends and family. I like, know. personal recommendations, yes, they're still so powerful and so important, but we're actually almost trusting strangers in a way mm. if you've
1: got those reviews. Absolutely. I think about my own buying behavior when we go buy clothing. Mm. You always look at the reviews like, is it true to size? Yep. What does it actually look like? What color is it? Mm-hmm. So I totally believe that that starts at 88%. Absolutely. But as a business
0: owner, can mm. you see the power in then having those reviews and um, social proof yep.
1: on your website, on your social media, through your emails? Yep. 88% of people cross are the checking in. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got to think about here Google reviews, but also mm-hmm. like you were saying on your website. And even if you are e-commerce, how can you get really granular with people leaving reviews, like a clothing store where it's about sizing, Mm. colour, shape, pricing, like fabric. Like, can you get people to leave your reviews that are really quite granular and detailed? Mm, Absolutely. And in the service-based industry, I see this a lot with programs.
0: If it's like a launch of a program and you start to get people to sign up and Mm. sharing that people are signing up, not even their experience yet, but almost – and I'll go into this in a moment because we are going to talk about FOMO as a style – but seeing people make the move, it's mm. kind of like, oh, I want what they're having. Yeah. They're joining. That's cool. Like, yeah. you kind of follow the pack. Um, the next step that I want to share is the average consumer reads 10
1: online reviews by, before making a purchase decision. That's huge. I think that's huge as well. I thought that number was high. Yeah. high. But if I think about it, that could even be an Instagram comment that someone's yeah. left about the product or service. Totally. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going through 10 Google reviews. Do you know,
0: if I'm thinking about it, people might not necessarily read them word for word but no. seeing that they've got 10 reviews yeah. or more than 10 reviews they're like oh you know what people are actually taking the effort to leave
1: a review that's going yeah. to be a good sign i was thinking about when um i needed a new i think what did i need like a concealer and i went on mm-hmm. price line and i always look for the ones with the yeah. like five star reviews but the one with heaps and i guess that would come down to like you're saying if they yeah. don't have the reviews they're like shit them they're not good (laughs) but it might not even be that way it might be a great concealer but no one's bothered to leave a review or they haven't bothered to
0: push reviews I suppose yeah Yeah. isn't
1: that crazy that Mm. it can dictate someone purchasing your products and it might not Mm. be the case that you're better or worse I know yeah crazy how our brains work
0: the next stat is 57% of consumers will only buy if a business or service has at least a four-star rating yeah which I, I agree with that. If it's something, yeah. like a three-star, like you know when you go to the supermarket and there's three-star meat and there's sitting next
1: to the five-star? Mm. I didn't buy the three-star meat. <laughs> no, no. Um, I used to work for a car dealership and one of my jobs was the um review system with marketing. Mm. And we integrated with a system called Podium, which helped us get reviews. Once people bought a car, you know, you were sent a text message. What was your customer experience like? Mm. Can you leave a Google review? And their biggest thing was you could not drop below four like yeah, they were like if you are it. below four um a google also this is seo reasons as well if mm-hmm. you've got a ranking below four you're actually penalized by google for um your seo ranking so say you're looking for restaurants near me adelaide it will show them in chronological order also of the reviews wow. of stars
0: i mean it makes sense as yeah because well, that people want to obviously be seen. they want to see the the best reviews they yeah. want to see the places that Offer the best service, the best product. Yeah, well,
1: Google wants to showcase the best of the best. So, totally. yeah, the biggest thing Podium was always drilling in was, A, getting the reviews so you mm. could rank higher, but also making sure you never dropped below four. Mm. Mm. That's, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah.
0: The final step that I want to share is that for 50% of consumers, their very next step after reading a positive review about a company is to visit their website, which is really cool as well. Yeah. So it kind of goes to show why... Reviews are so important to use on social media and in your emails as well.
1: So I thought that was cool. So we've done some stats now. We want to discuss, I guess, the difference between user-generated content and social proof because they are related concepts, but they're actually not the same thing. So let's Mm. just clarify the difference between them. So UGC, which is what we spoke about two weeks ago now, is content such as reviews, photos, videos, or social media posts created by customers or users of a product or your service. UGC is often seen as more as an authentic and trustworthy than brand-generated content and it comes from real customers who've, who've obviously experienced the product or services. So brands can use UGC in their marketing to showcase real-life experiences and build credibility with their audiences. We discussed this last podcast. So how is social proof different to UGC? So social proof refers to the idea that people are more likely to trust and follow the actions of others, especially those that perceive as similar or credible. So social proof can come in many forms. Um, It can be customer reviews, like we're talking, Mm. ratings, endorsements from celebrities or influencers or people in power, social media likes and shares and stuff like that. Mm. Social proof is often used in marketing to demonstrate that a product or service is popular or trusted by others and to encourage potential customers to make a purchase so you can see some similarities but there's also some differentiation and you need both yeah i hate to say it <laughs> yeah i
0: think they both play such a huge role in your strategy yeah. for both e-com and service-based industries Correct. but just in slightly different ways yeah and the way about going to get each slightly different as well yeah so I think it's important to understand the difference and know what role they play, but also include ideas to get both.
1: Yeah, I think UGC in in my space when I think about it is somewhat depicting your avatar or showcasing Mm -hmm. the lifestyle or how does the product or service fit into Mm -hmm. my everyday world, whereas a review is building that credibility and trust, which even though UGC is too, it's more a visual component of, feeling and seeing the lifestyle totally. like they work really well together yeah like i'm saying friends. there's definitely a blurred line between them like you see those yeah. reviews where the person has a picture yeah i guess that's ugc yeah. like and i
0: i actually oh, do have, have adults well We've got i some do notes have on this. how yeah i I, sort of, <laughs> I added ugc into this topic as okay well, perfect but it is really important to understand the difference there yeah. and where the role that it plays I yeah suppose. definitely So we're going to move into how um, social proof actually impacts sales because I mean, we're a marketing podcast. We're all about sales and we will not be teaching you anything that doesn't help you get more sales. (laughs) So the first thing that um, social proof does is customers reviews, increase trust. And I think that is like an obvious one. And the more reviews you have that are five star makes people trust you more. And it just brings people across the line so much faster. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So peer social proof creates buy-in. Mm. And
0: I think that that's really powerful. Like, if you see somebody else that you know or that has an influence, or even that you don't know, but they're kind of like that mm. peer status, it makes you want to buy in as well. Yeah. And I see it a lot with my clients that are in more of the service based industry. Mm-hmm. And you're, it's almost like reshares on stories. So, if somebody comes in and they're getting their hair done, and you reshare that on your story as a form of social proof, you're like, oh, you know what? She's getting her hair done there. It looks really good. Um, you know, really good. That was great. Great English it looks river. really good. It looks really good. It looks amazing. She has really yeah. hair. I want to go there. So it brings that buy-in in there yeah, as well. Absolutely. And the same goes when people join programs and you post that they're joining programs, mm. you post that they're in the program. It creates that buy-in because people want to be part of it as well.
1: Yeah. So the next one is, well, this is where we're being. <laughs> I should have read the notes prior. Um prior UG, not. UGC increases familiarity. So mm. like we were just discussing before. UGC content obviously brings in that trust factor, that mm. authoritative factor, um, and it also helps build trust that the product or service is going to actually work, or how totally. it works, or the process, or what it does.
0: It's almost like you know social proof is so important to build that trust, but what UGC does is it allows people to put their Put themselves in their shoes. Like it creates that familiarity with, hey, she's using it in her life. I have a similar lifestyle. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's like you trust them in that
1: way. And I think it it can also help you aspire to be that person. So say you're um, you know, you selling a product that is for weight loss or like green smoothie shakes, or you know, in that health space Mm. I'm trying to random products I just picked there. But you know Mm -hmm. what I mean, like powders. And if you see a really fit, healthy girl showcasing her morning routine and she drinks this powder and you're like oh i want to be like that girl so i'm gonna go out and buy the Mm. products as as well with
0: makeup as well makeup clothing yeah like tiktoks that people doing their makeup or skincare yeah and you're like oh my gosh if her skin's that glowy
1: i want what she's got yeah exactly so that helps build trust and Mm. credibility because people are seeing that transformation Mm. but it's using ugc content yeah my last point is and i I have written this point down, but I do have
0: a different opinion or okay. two opinions to it. Yep. And that it. is that celebrity endorsements increase sales. Now, I mm-hmm. 100% still back that. Yep. However, I think that people are starting to see through celebrities oh, a
1: little bit. I even think when we say celebrity, influencer. Yeah. So, so that actual... Oh, yeah. The same thing. Influencer same.
0: or celebrity. So yeah. you still see... Who is it? Who was the girl that was on Desperate Housewives? What was her name?
1: Um, Eva Longoria. Eva Longori. Oh. She's
0: I think she's still doing like... I don't think it's Olay. Maybe it's a hair care one. Oh, the one that she always did. Yeah, she, she's always done. Yeah. And I would still look at that as you know, cool. Eva's getting her hair done. Mm. I don't know if it's hair or skin. But can you see? I remember it, which is yeah. what, like, the whole yeah. I'm, I'm trying to try of think
1: it. of the ad. What you're, yeah, yeah, what you were saying. Yep. Yeah, and I would still look up to that and trust her. Yeah. There's no way I'm trusting what Kim Kardashian endorses. I love her. Mm. Yeah. So but do I. I know she's getting paid to do what she's doing. Apart from Morpheus, because... Yeah. I think that, <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, it depends what... Yeah, it really depends on what they... Yeah, are. and they do have some influence on you. And I not saying they don't, because if I yeah. think about some influences, when I see them wear something, I'm like, fuck, I need that. Like, yeah. anytime Rosalia, Russian, or Effie Cats put something on, I go click the button and it's sold out. Exactly, exactly. And But this- where is that fine line of when we believe them and when we don't believe them? Hmm. I think it's when... When they do clothing brands, we know they love fashion. Yeah. We know that they're wearing that those clothing. That's pieces out because they wouldn't. They'd be ashamed if they didn't yeah. like it. You know, they have a specific style. Whereas when we see like a fashion person go ride a bike and endorse a bike, we're like, what the fuck are they doing? That makes sense. <laughs> when, no when did sense. they ride a bike? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because sometimes influencers and celebrities yeah. just say yes to things because mm-hmm. that's their job to promote things. But we can see it now as consumers when yeah. it's not really fitting their lifestyle.
0: It's almost like seeing Kim Kardashian use a like skincare product when we know she gets all of these facial treatments. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. So it's about understanding, yeah, having a time and place mm. for the celebrity endorsement, but it can. It absolutely does increase
1: sales and increases your status. So yeah, it's, absolutely. I just wouldn't just have a
0: celebrity do, influencer endorsement. Do you
1: know how I also think it does? It's related to the fact that, so say a brand pays an influencer, like a big one. Mm. You would get status still from that because they'd be like, shit, they must have a lot of money. So true. So there's no. a different so sort of status. The yeah, there's a different sort of status happening there that's mm. not actually correlated to the influence or celebrity yeah. posting, but people being like, shit, how did they afford Yeah, they Kim must Kardashian? Be good. <laughs> well, they wouldn't pick Kim Kardashian, yeah, but like it is more of a status thing. Correct. Like, you know, when people get Tammy Hembrown to do something, like, I bet she's about <laughs> 10 brew. Oh, is it Hembrew? That's embarrassing. I'm sure it's Hembrew. Oh, no, okay. I'm- I don't know. Don't it. don't. It's fine. People know who we're talking about. Well, I reckon <laughs> she'd be about ten, twenty thousand dollars post. Oh, absolutely. So sometimes when I've seen her post things, I'm like, how did that brand even afford that? <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
0: that was our last point for how it impacts sales. But I think just overall, to conclude, mm. it just boosts trust, relatability, and authority, and authority. Awesome. So we're next going to be moving into different types of social proof. So yeah. the first one that we're going to be talking about is expert social proof. Mm. So this is when, like, if a naturopath endorses or promotes yeah. a type of honey, like a manuka honey or something, yeah. And if you you see that expert and it, you know, they're endorsing some sort of product, you're like, oh, you know what? They're an mm. expert in that space. It must be good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The next one is what we've discussed before, which can be good or bad, is celebrity social proof. So pretty self-explanatory. Getting a celebrity to obviously endorse your product. Do
0: you know what though? Coming back to the Kim Kardashian. Oh, we're back one, to this. Just, Yeah.
1: So she uses Morpheus 8, which is a skin tightening treatment
0: that tightens your stomach. That's how apparently she's got really. Because oh, when you said that to me before, I don't know what you're talking about. No. So I'm well, glad you clarified one this. One of my clients has the, the Morpheus machine. 8 machine. And we've had people come into the salon being like, oh my gosh, you offer the Morpheus 8, like the Kim Kardashian mm, skin tightening treatment. Interesting. So in a way, I actually think that's worked because they yeah. want what she has. True so point. That, I just thought of that just then. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a true
1: point. All
0: right, <laughs> the next type are reviews and testimonials. So this is obviously when people either send in reviews or you have mm. reviews, you go out, get testimonials, and you collect them in a way that are on your site. Mm-hmm. I think another... One which kind of leads into our next point is the fear of missing out. Social proof is taking screenshots of when people are like mm. celebrating a win or celebrating the fact that
1: S- – Results, social proof. Yeah. Results. Yeah. Like I think that's just probably own thing because mm-hmm. it's not a reviewer testimonial. It's actually like proven results. Yes. like you're Results, saying like, like case studies. Yeah, yeah, that would be – yeah, we didn't actually have that on the list. That's a really good one, mm-hmm. I think. Um, sales, like as a marketer. Yeah. If I'm like, oh, my client got $20,000, like yeah. there's social it's proof. proof. Anything yeah. that is proof that your product or service works and mm. you can show that in a way on yep. your account. I thought of another one. Just client work. Like if I think about mm. you and I, when we showcase what we've done for our client. So true. Social proof. Because yeah. then the clients can be like, oh, I like what she's done. Yeah, so true. It's, almost,
0: yeah, it, it's proof. Anything it's that is proof, proof that yeah. your product or service works, how can you showcase that
1: on your social media? So the last one is fear of missing out social proof. So it's a psychological phenomenon that causes 60% of people to make reactive purchases, usually within 24 hours. That's nuts. So e-commerce brands can use FOMO as a type of social proof, and we generally do. Um, I've got another stat here. Some 92% of people will trust a recommendation from a peer. Here's how to induce a feeling of FOMO with evidence that other people have made the decision your new customer is about to make. Yeah,
0: I... We kind of touched on that earlier yeah. and
1: just talking about how
0: people follow the crowd. So Mm. if you post, let's say, um, I'm going to use the example of someone joining a program again. If you see all these people joining this program and it starts next week, you're like, shit, that must be good. Like, I want to be part part of that group. I want to be part of that program. Same goes for the launch of like a lipstick and let's say it's selling out and you're showing like, look at all these people. We could
1: even do a countdown timer or if you're doing like a gift with purchase, you could say like 20... Yep. If we purchase available and the countdown is happening like, mm-hmm. or it's going to end here, like that's all scarcity slash fear of missing out Yeah,
0: Even it. having like if you've got like a product page showing how many are left, mm. like you know, you've know you got five of this color left Yeah. oh, my gosh, the amount of times I go into a clothing website and, one and it's left. Like, oh, last item and you're like, oh, I've got to get
1: my order through right now. One is definitely lying to me because I've had it in my cart for four days and you're surely like, <laughs> it's not the last one left. <laughs> that's terrible social proof. Nobody wants it if it's been there for four <laughs> days. Please do not be um, – Disingenuine, I guess, yeah. because yeah. I would never do fa- like recommend doing no. fake things like that. Because oh. I do think there's some brands that put those little timer things on yeah, there, and they're that, not it's, really real. It makes you not trust an audience. <laughs> so it
0: almost like does the opposite. Mm. And same goes with like fake testimonials. Yeah, like please just like we're cr- <laughs> we're trying to create trust. We're yeah. building trust with our audience. So. As soon as you start to blur those lines, mm. I'm sorry, but people will see straight through that. Definitely. So just be really, gen- i say not disingenuous. Genuous. No. Genuine. Genuine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, do you know what? With being sick, I was talking to another client about this. I feel like I've lost half my brain and I'm waiting for it to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so my words are not coming out properly. But let's be really genuine about it. Um, You lied before. I still had two more on my list. You haven't scrolled down the page. Oh, so moving on to the next one the next one are certifications and featured in badges yeah so you know like on a website how you see like featured in different um, magazines or articles or you're featured in Forbes or different magazines or whatnot having those certifications and featured in badges I think are really important to increase
1: your social proof as yeah we do sorry I was going to cut you off then um we do whole retargeting um around as seen in. So that is a strategy mm. we put now retargeting and we yeah, sure, showcase that. where they've been in or we put the badges next to their product. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge, huge retargeting strategy. Perfect. And it just, again, I think that's more of an increase use status.
0: Mm. So it's that social proof that, hey, if she's been in Forbes,
1: yeah. yeah, that's, you know,
0: obviously really. Yeah.
1: And that comes back to service base as well. You could give some talks at a seminar or you mm. could, it doesn't have to be Forbes. It could yeah. be talks or... Um, Speaker somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Won
0: any awards? Yeah, won any really awards? Important.
1: That's true. Very true. Yeah. So the last one is referrals, which obviously makes a mm. lot of sense. If you are getting referrals, then obviously people are going to trust you more.
0: Yeah, I feel like
1: social proof really stemmed from referrals. Like mm. referrals is
0: kind of like the starting point of social proof, yeah. and it's kind of grown from there. Yeah. Um, if you're getting referrals. Build that into your strategy. How Mm. can you actually get more referrals in your business? Absolutely. Build out a referral campaign. And I'm working on this with a lot of my clients at the moment, especially in the service-based space, so hairdressers,
1: beauty salons. And getting those referrals are just so powerful. Definitely. And I think for e-com, you could do loyalty programs where you refer on, like, the email or Mm. if your friend, like, if you're given $20 voucher to... Give to a friend and then they purchase and yeah, then you that. get either a 20% off or you get loyalty points mm-hmm. integrate referrals into your loyalty program mm, i love that
0: so that brings us to the end of today's episode all around social proof yeah i think as a recap or as a conclusion i should yeah. say if you are a business owner you should be thinking about how you can bring social proof into your marketing 100 so hopefully you've picked up some different ideas through this episode ones that will generate more sales, but also ones that you can use and you can see really easily slotting into your marketing campaign, whether that's through social media, emails, website, whatever that might be. Mm. Just start by adding one. Yeah.
1: One form of social proof. And I think I just thought of a really good example that I want to just share because it can be outside the box. So we had a skincare client who I gave them the idea of actually partnering with a mental health advocate because she was like, I want to do something different. And I was like, well, how can we relate like skin health to self care and mental health? And obviously when you feel good about your appearance, your mental health is obviously a lot better yeah. so she partnered with a mental health specialist who gave advice on her page every week like a live well i can't really remember what it was on you know mental health and how to have good mental health and now that's not related to the actual product but it provided social proof because they had this expert that mm-hmm. gave tips and you know they were relating the skincare to something that wasn't always correlated together you know thinking outside the box in that way i love that and do you know what else that does yeah
0: broadens their audience so exactly think about having all of your
1: skincare audience yeah all of a sudden you've got all of her mental, mental health, health, health audiences as well. so that's what i'm saying social proof doesn't have to be your cliche things mm-hmm. think outside the box how can you get cool social proof yeah you know maddie and i have advice think outside the box always like yeah how can you do something Do let me say that every week yeah. think outside <laughs> the box but definitely do it mm. um so yeah If you love this episode, please give us a five-star review. We love them. Um, And if you're not already following us over at at Margaritas underscore on Instagram, please do that too and jump into our DMs. Sometimes we're slow to reply. We do try our best, but we both obviously run our own businesses as well. And manage other 35 other social (laughs) media accounts. So we come in there and check it when we can. And we do see you and we always try and write back as soon as possible. So thank you to those that do jump in our DMs and we will chat to you next week. See you then.